Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Some Magic. I'm Morgan, your host, and on this show we share people's most magical moments, but today I will be sharing my most magical moment that happened to be on New Year's at Magic Kingdom. I hope you enjoy another episode of Just Some Magic. So usually I have a guest on with me and I typically ask them a couple random Disney questions that are thinkers. I thought since I'm doing a solo show, I would get you guys involved. And on Instagram, I asked all of our followers which questions you guys would want me to answer. And if you guys had any additional questions you would want me to answer on the show. I had you guys choose between two different questions and I had about five or six questions. So let's get into the ones that you guys chose and I'll answer some extra questions as well. All right. The first question you guys want me to answer that I typically ask guests is if you could work any role at a Disney park, what role would you want and why? Okay. So I actually want to be the person in the ride that counts people off like says okay party of five go row two and three party of six go row four and five I don't know why that just sounds so fun to me I love organizing so I think that's why I would love to do that it's not any particular ride I would want to do it for I think if I could just do that role and hop around to different rides I think that could be really fun or I would like to work an attraction that I have to play a part If you guys listened to the first episode, you guys know during my Disney college program, I worked at World of Disney. We didn't have a crazy theme and and actually my roommate during the Disney college program actually worked in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland and I actually tried on her costumes because I was so jealous of how themed they were. She worked in quick service food and beverage and she just had the cutest little outfits and I just loved the idea of playing a part and playing into it and I also really wanted to be a Fidget, which is a fairy godmother in training at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, would love to work with kids. So anything like that where it can be themed, that is what I want to do. <laughs> the next question you guys chose for me to answer is, if you could go on any retired Disney ride, what would it be? Okay, and mine might be a slightly unpopular opinion, but just let me explain, okay? I would love to re-ride the Tiki Room under new management with Iago and Zazu in it. I have faint memories of that as a kid, and I absolutely loved the animatronics. I loved the comedic humor in it, and I would love for it to come back, but for a limited time, because of course we have to keep the original Tiki Room. That's why it like rumored to have caught fire because of it, and it was only the Iago animatronic that caught fire, and I think it was like beyond repair from the rumors that I've heard, but I would just love to just go re-ride, and I say ride in quotations, that show maybe like once or twice just to like refresh that memory that I have in my brain of it because I did adore it as a kid and then switch it back to the original Tiki Room because again, that is the best. 
All right. So this one is actually my favorite question. I've been asking random friends for years. If you could take your favorite elements from Disney princesses, which dress sidekick and castle would you want to have? Of course, I would love to have Sleeping Beauty's castle. She is my favorite. If you guys don't already know, I do love her castle, but not the Disneyland in California's version, the Disneyland Paris version. That one looks like it was pulled straight out of the movie. So I love that one the most. Okay, and for the dress, this might be a cop-out, but I have thought long and hard about this. I love Sleeping Beauty's pink and blue dress. If I could pull it from the Magic Happens parade, where it does change from pink to blue in broad daylight... I would take that dress any day. I just love the angular shapes. I love the long skirt. I love the just the whole style of it is just beautiful. And what sidekick? Okay, I promise I'm going to stay away from the Sleeping Beauty movie, but for a sidekick, I would want Raja because how cool would it be to have a tiger just loyally follow you around, protect you, and possibly ride on its back if he's okay with it? I don't know. I've got to ask him. I would absolutely love that. And he was so cute when he turned into like a little tiger cub. It was so cute. So those are my answers. So I would have Sleeping Beauty's castle, Sleeping Beauty's pink and blue dress, and I'd have Raja as a sidekick. The next question y'all chose for me to answer is, what is a movie that needs to be represented in the parks either as a ride, show, or meet and greet? Okay, so at the time of this recording, Soul just got released, and I would love if they somehow incorporated Soul into Pixar Pier, either kind of near the inside out emotional whirlwind, whirl, whirlwind ride, or maybe like Lamplight Lounge or something, and like there was jazz music playing like joe on the piano or i just want to hug 22 like i would love for soul to be incorporated into pixar pier i think that would be a great and seamless transition okay these next two questions you guys could not decide it was literally 50 50 so i'll just answer them both if you had to be roommates with a disney villain who would it be I have asked this question to so many guests and I've gotten a lot of the same answers and then some unique ones. So I'm trying to stay away from the obvious choices, but after looking, I just looked at like a whole list from each movie and okay, I thought of Sir Hiss from Robin Hood because the whole movie, all he was trying to do is tell King John what was going on or she was trying to protect him and saying oh you're getting robbed and he was just getting annoyed and king john just kept going you're never there when i need you but he was always there so i think he would be a good roommate i think he would be the least problematic and most helpful but you know of course i want to do my favorite movie sleeping beauty and have maleficent but i'm trying i'm trying to stay away from the obvious answers okay so i think I'm tied between these two, Captain Gantu in Lilo and Stitch, because he does redeem himself and is kind in the end, and he would just be a good protector to have as a roommate. Um, I don't know how he would, he'd probably take up a lot of space, so we'd need like a really tall apartment for sure. He'd kind of be lovable. He's like a softie, so I think we can work on that and be really good friends. 
or I would pick Tomatoa because our apartment would be beautiful. It would be shiny and he's just such a funny character to have around and I don't like seafood so that works out really well. <laughs> so I don't know. It's either Captain Gantu, Tomatoa, or Sirhis. I cannot decide. Let me know what you guys think. The next question is, if you were an enchanted object in the Beast Castle, what enchanted object would you be and why? Now, I've thought long and hard about this because I've been asking people this since 2013 when I did my college program and, and I went to the Be Our Guest restaurant and I thought, you know, all of these waiters are, you know, working in the castle. They must have been an enchanted object. So I first asked the cast member this question and they were like so startled that I asked it. They like never thought about that before. And then they're like, yeah, that totally makes sense. And so they went, they like, took our order and then went, went away and came back and then they had an answer. They asked their other cast member friends what they thought and they came, each one of them came to the table and told me and it was so exciting and I absolutely loved it. So that is like the origin story of this question. Everybody has really great unique answers and I think for me, I would like to be the front door and see on both sides so I can see welcoming people in and also the party on the inside because I just love welcoming people into my life and making new friends and meeting new people and learning about them. So yeah, I would want to be a front door, like a grand front door. I think that would be really fun. I think I would have like a cute little doorbell and yeah, I think it'd be really fun. Next question you guys chose is what is my favorite Disney item I own? I would have to say my Sleeping Beauty replica crown. It literally looks just like the one from the park that Sleeping Beauty in the park wears. It is exactly the same, like spot on. And I feel like a true princess when I wear it. It does have a matching necklace, but I don't typically wear that all the time. But I love that crown so much. I have it displayed year round in my bedroom and then I'll sometimes wear it to the parks. I probably need to get a new one though because I have worn it a lot and it is getting like a little bit rusty. So I think it's just an excuse to get another one. Next question you guys want me to answer is if you had to have one nighttime entertainment playing in the neighborhood every weekend, which would you choose? I a thousand percent would choose paint the night. I love paint the night. I get so hyped. Well, actually now that I think of it, like I get so hype off of it. So I don't necessarily want to like play it before. Well, it is the weekend. Okay. Yes. I'm sticking to my answer. Paint the night. And if possible, Fantasmic. Because Fantasmic is so epic. I want Disneyland's Fantasmic. I want Murphy the Dragon. I want it all. So yeah, I would say either Paint the Night or Fantasmic. Next question is, if you could be in a Disney stage show, which would it be? Okay. I have a little backstory about this question. When I first got to California and started going to Disneyland regularly, I loved seeing the Frozen at the Hyperion show. I haven't seen the Aladdin show, so I don't know what that's like. I have seen YouTube videos and I heard it was amazing, but I absolutely loved the Frozen show. I see it all the time. I'd recognize different cast members. I slightly knew all the choreography and one night I had a full on dream that I was somehow backstage just hanging out back there and for whatever reason they needed an Anna and they were like, do you know the choreography? And I was like, yeah, kind of like kind of not even 100% sure. And they were like, perfect. Get in the Anna costume. And so I did in my dream. So I would say Frozen at the Hyperion because it is my dream. I am not a singer 
by any means, but I would love to just magically have the gifts to be able to perform at Frozen the Hyperion because their costumes are beautiful. The whole story, I love Frozen. Again, listen to the first episode. If you don't know why I love Frozen so much, I would pick Frozen at the Hyperion in California Adventure. Now I'll get into some questions that you guys asked me. So Shannon asked, how do you feel Disney has helped you through 2020? It has helped me tremendously. I was able to go in the beginning of the year because I was living in Florida and then I've been able to visit twice since and I did not know how much I needed Disney till I was at in September, the first park, the first time I've been back since it closed down, first 10 minutes and I saw Mickey and I could not stop crying for about 12 minutes. Like I was trying to actually stop and I did not know how much it mean to me to see the characters. Now, when I went back in September, I didn't cry, but I was getting a little emotional. Disney has truly helped me. It's helped my sanity, whether watching Disney movies on Disney Plus or actually starting this podcast and trying to magic back into people's lives and making everybody just a little bit happier through this really tough time. Shannon also asked another question. What you have had in any of the Disney parks that you wish would disappear? Okay, so I'm already a really picky eater, so this is kind of hard. I'll kind of switch it up, so I hope that's okay, Shannon. I would love if churro toffee was at Disney World because when I moved from California over to Florida, I was like, oh, where can I get the churro toffee? And none of my Disney World friends had ever heard of it or had tried it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys don't have it at Disney World? I thought it was at every Disney park. It's not. And I was so upset. So I would love if churro toffee appeared at Disney World. This question was sent in by Savannah. If you could only ride one Disney ride for the rest of your life, what would it be? All right, I had to stop recording and think about this for a minute because naturally I just want to say Pies of the Caribbean Disneyland, but a lot of people say that. So I'm like, okay, let me think. So my favorite ride, I had a couple favorite rides growing up, but during my Disney college program, it was dinosaur and I loved dinosaur. But then when I moved over to California and wrote Indiana Jones for the first time, I was obsessed with the size and scale of Indiana Jones and just how much more epic it felt. So I would say Indiana Jones. I love that ride so much. So that would be the only ride I would want to ride for the rest of my life. (laughs) All right. This next question is from Alex. What Marvel character do you relate to the most, So, but not necessarily your favorite? So my favorites are Wanda and Captain America. And Captain America, I'm nothing like him at all. Wanda, I'm a lot more outgoing than her. But I do love both of them so very much. I would say, personally, I feel like I'm most like Thor. And I did watch Thor Ragnarok yesterday. But I feel like I'm kind of goofy and silly and just kind of find the humor in everything but also can be very serious if need be and try to problem solve. This next question comes from Brittany and Margaret. Are any of the rides you feel no longer have Disney magic or need to go? Oh, that is tough. That is so tough because being a Disney fan, I don't want anything to go, but there are some things that definitely need an upgrade. When I was actually at Magic Kingdom on my birthday, I love Carousel of Progress. And my friend Anastasia and I were talking and we'd love if it got expanded, like one more scene to bring it into the future. Cause you know, I believe it's like, you know, early nineties kind of is the last scene. So maybe just add one more just to make it a little more relevant, but I do love that ride. I wouldn't want any other scenes taken out because they're all so important. So 
I think that needs a little extra love in pixie dust. That's for sure. And this last question is sent in by Christopher. What is your favorite Disney park and your favorite ride at that park? Oh my goodness. Okay. When I was actually making park reservations yesterday, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do two days at Hollywood Studios or two days at Animal Kingdom. And I picked Animal Kingdom because I love that park so much. I know it's a half day park, but you can just sit there and watch all the animals. I love when I was there recently, I spent probably like 20, 30 minutes just hanging out with the otters because they are so cute and so playful. They're my favorite animal ever. But when everything is in full swing with like Vessel of the Lion King, Finding Nemo show, character meet and greets, that is an amazing park. Now, I don't want to say Flight of Passage is the obvious favorite. I will say Dinosaur because I love the thrill of riding that Jeep and all the movements and stuff. Now, Flight of Passage and the technology is absolutely amazing. But again, it's a screen. So, I would say Animal Kingdom and then Dinosaur. But if you really wanted me to answer for Hollywood Studios, I would say Hollywood Studios and Tower of Terror. we have for questions but now we'll get into my magical moment spending new year's at magic kingdom so like i said in the intro today will be one of my most magical moments that happened at disney world at magic kingdom and it actually happened in 2019 going into 2020 if only we knew so I was living in Florida temporarily. For the first time in my life, I actually had an annual pass that let me go to Disney World on Christmas and New Year's. So I was super stoked to finally have the opportunity to celebrate New Year's at Magic Kingdom. I was so excited for the opportunity to celebrate New Year's at Disney World. Like, come on, like, where's a better place to celebrate New Year's than Disney World? I mean, other than New York and California and other cool places, Disney World's pretty much high on my list. Now, all my friends that were locals and have been to the parks on New Year's once before or other friends that have dealt with huge crowds at Disney World, they were not interested in going. So I was doing this by myself. I'm always an advocate for going to the parks by yourself and doing solo trips. And you can kind of go at your own pace and kind of base it off of how you're feeling in that moment. And it's awesome. So it being one of my first times in Orlando since my Disney college program around the holiday times, I wasn't prepared for what was going to happen. So Magic Kingdom actually hit capacity way earlier than I thought it would. It hit capacity at one in the afternoon. I didn't, I thought I had to like five o'clock. I did live quite a distance away. I wasn't super close to the parks. It was about a 45 minute drive for me to get to the park. So I was not prepared for that. As I was driving up towards the Magic Kingdom parking gates, it was backed up. It was so wild. So I decided to try to hit up the Polynesian, see if I could squeeze in there, maybe get a drink at Trader Sam's and then be on my way to Magic Kingdom. When I rolled up to the Polynesian hotel parking lot, they weren't letting anybody in that wasn't a guest. So I turned around and I thought, you know what, I'll just go to the next best park. So I actually go to Epcot. Not my favorite park, but I was like, this would be a really cool place to do fireworks and maybe get a drink and I can like have fun there. 
So I park, walk all the way up, could you go through security? It is a little busy, but it's not too crazy. Before I got to the turnstiles with the magic bands, I actually look over at the entrance of the monorail. There's about six cast members on the outside kind of guarding the monorail. I was like, this is a little weird. Like, I kind of wanted to go over and check it out. If anything unique was happening or they were just blocking it off, anything, I actually go up and I talked to a lovely cast member and we just got to chatting and she said, yeah, park hit capacity at one. We're not letting anybody go to the Magic Kingdom through the monorail system. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that information. And I started to turn around and she goes, how many are in your party? And I'm like, oh, I'm just by myself tonight. Like, you know, I thought I'd do a solo trip. She looks at me. Do you want to go to Magic Kingdom? And of course I said, absolutely. She let me go in and I was so excited, so surprised. I was not thinking I was going to go into the Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve that night. Like this is my first time celebrating New Year's at Disney World and I was just so excited for it. I think I took an Instagram video and was like, I'm so excited, like me walking up the monorail ramp and just in such a giddy mood. I get up to the top and the monorail's open. I find a seat and I just kind of sit down and wait patiently for the monorail to take us to Magic Kingdom. About five, ten minutes go by. A younger cast member comes up and he goes, hey, are you by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm by myself. Like just a party at one. He pulls out of his pocket to Fast Pass. And these Fast Pass don't have any specific rides or times. It just says good during December 31st. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I check on the back to see if like Seven Doors Mine Train was like allowed on it. It said, nope, no exceptions. You can use it on Seven Doors Mine Train. I was so excited. I'm like, sweet. Like I'm showing up to the park late. I didn't get any fast passes in advance. So this is perfect. And so another five, 10 minutes go by. We still haven't moved, but I'm just like so excited, just waiting patiently. And, you know, I'm sitting, so I'm fine. After standing or walking around for a while, I get a little like irritated and want to sit down. So I'm sitting, I'm fine. I'm chilling. I'm just waiting for us to go to Magic Kingdom. The same cast member comes back and sees me still sitting there. And he goes, wait one second. And he brings me two more. And I'm just like, okay, this day cannot get any better. Oh my goodness. And after I think they let another about five people on the monorail, we all go over to Magic Kingdom. I get there and I'm so excited from the outside of the monorail. It didn't look too crazy busy. But once I got in, it was a totally different story. There were areas of congestion for sure. As I was walking into Magic Kingdom, I saw everybody with these paper 2020 Happy New Year's hats and blowers. And I was like, where did you guys get those? That's awesome. And I asked a guest. They told me to go between Ariel's Grotto and Storybook Circus. So I headed all the way to the back of the park, got in a really short, quick line. And I got my New Year's hat and noisemaker thing. And it was so cool that I had this like little souvenir. Next stop, I walked past Old Fantasyland and they had a Cinderella's carriage there. They had a little photo opportunity spot where you can hold a 2020 sign and take pictures. And as I was in line, the family in front of me actually recognized me from the Diz and we got to chatting and it was like really nice to talk to people and Disney fans. I love, love, love talking to Disney fans, get their different perspective on things. So as we were waiting in line, we were chatting it up and we had a great time. So before all of this happened, I actually 
actually went to the bathroom and changed into a gold sparkly dress. But then after the pictures, I immediately changed back because it was very cold that night. I later had to go buy a Walt Disney World hoodie that was yellow. And I actually do really love it very much, but I have way too many hoodies. So I thought about not buying it, but I was very cold. So I had to end up buying it before the end of the night. So after talking to that wonderful family and taking my picture with Cinderella's carriage, I changed into a much warmer outfit and I decided I haven't done a ride yet. Let's go on Haunted Mansion and use one of my fast passes. Since it was New Year's and the park did hit capacity, all the lines were kind of long. So I use one of my fast passes and I go ride Haunted Mansion. On my way over to Haunted Mansion, I had to cross between that has Small World on one side and Peter Pan's flight on the other. I cannot tell you, especially now lived through 2020, I cannot tell you how crowded it was. And looking back at that video, which it was packed like cattle, there was so many people. It took me 10 minutes to get from one end where Peter Pan starts across all the way to the Rapunzel bathrooms. Now the entire park wasn't like that, but from this one video, it definitely looked like it was extremely busy. So I think I did a couple more rides. I'm pretty sure I did the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh because we all love Pooh Bear. He's so cute. And I think I did Space Mountain. And then I also did Carousel of Progress because you got to do Carousel of Progress. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, you know. After riding a handful of rides, it got dark and it was six o'clock now. And they had the fireworks for the little kids so the kids could celebrate New Year's and then eventually go to bed. So those go off. They were wonderful. I watched them from Tomorrowland. It was very exciting. And I think I did a handful of more rides. Now the park did die down in capacity after this. Most people bringing their kids to bed and then going to celebrate in their hotel rooms. But I was like, no, I'm determined. I'm here the first time I'm going to stay till midnight. And let me tell you how hard that is. <laughs> Again, I was by myself, so I had to keep myself motivated to stay awake for sure. And it was very cold. I was very snuggly in my new Disney World sweatshirt that I bought. Walking from Adventureland into Frontierland, I hear a ton of music. I come in through this little bridge right in front of the Country Bear Jamboree attraction. And oh my goodness, everybody was dancing. There were, I cannot remember if it was cowboys or somebody was up there dancing. And it was so much fun leading everybody in a dance. I didn't participate because I was very, very tired, but I think I went to one of the stores and bought like a bag of jelly beans. I, I knew if I got coffee or an energy drink, I would be up way too long and not get any sleep tonight. So I was like, okay, maybe jelly beans or soda will just keep me just the right amount awake to make it through till New Year's. After I got a little bit more energy, I decided to go on Dumbo and the People Mover, and that was wonderful as well. At this point, it is now 10 p.m. I got two more hours to go. I'm like, okay, I bet I should probably try to go find a spot. I scouted around the Magic Kingdom hub, did a couple laps to try to find a very good spot where I can just squeeze in just by myself. Again, I was by myself. So the advantages of that is I don't have to account for a ton of people with me to try to find room for them kind of at the last minute, even though it was two hours before New Year's talked to a couple of cast members. They recommended a good suggestion for me to go and I found a spot and I sat. 
Now this is now 1030. I got an hour and a half to go. I am exhausted. I'm cold and I'm tired. And I remember them playing baby shark. And I was just like, I'm so old. I can't do this. Like I truly debated leaving. But I'm like, no, I can't. I've made it this long. I'm going to do it. So I'm in my spot, seated, waiting for the fireworks, trying my best to stay awake. But the music and the energy of the DJ and the crowd and all these Disney fans definitely kept me awake. And then the fireworks start. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you. I rewatched my New Year's Eve fireworks video just to give myself a refresher before recording this. And the first minute gives me goosebumps and makes me want to tear up. They start with the second start of the right song singing it and they talk about Tinkerbell and if you believe she still flies over the Magic Kingdom and then there she is. She appears in the sky and it's just amazing. And then it goes on for another eight minutes or so and then you think that there's a finale and then some of the fab five characters including mickey come on and say hey it's almost time to count down and goofy is like it's time and then <laughs> he's like no not yet a couple more minutes and then they do a big countdown and oh my goodness it was a fantastic new year it was a little crazy be prepared if you ever go to disney world on new year's but boy i'm so glad i did it and I'm so glad I was able to go to the Magic Kingdom and have an amazing night, especially since I was by myself. So thank you to the cast member that let me in. Thank you to the cast member that gave me four fast passes. It was just overall an amazing night and a great way to go into the new year. some listener stories that you the fan sent in if you would like to submit your story to be read on the just some magic podcast please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic tab today's story was sent in by Lindsay. i always wanted to celebrate new year's eve at a disney park there was something so exciting about being amidst the magic to ring in the new year, but I never thought I'd get to do it. That all changed in 2017 when my friend suggested we get a hotel room and celebrate New Year's at Disneyland with a park hopper tickets. I couldn't turn it down. We arrived in the afternoon and it felt like one giant party all the way from Disney California Adventure to Disneyland. There were multiple DJs stationed around playing hit after hit. One giant dance party all day long. My favorite part, though, was counting down the New Year's for every time zone. We celebrated New Year's Eve for East Coast time in Disneyland and then again for the West Coast time in DCA. It was so fun. One of my favorite days at Disneyland of all time. From Samantha C., we started planning our New Year's Eve trip to Disney World around the beginning of 2019. We knew we wanted a room at the Contemporary. Originally, I was eyeing the lower end rooms outside the main building. When it was finally time to book, to my surprise, the only rooms available were Lakeview rooms. I guess we were getting the view of the lake. It turned out to be a total blessing. We not only got a gorgeous view of the lake from our balcony, but we could also step out to the side staircase of our hotel and see the fireworks every night. 
so it was our tradition for the week-long stay. Perhaps the best moment happened on the night we didn't watch fireworks. We went to bed early one night in hopes of waking up at 4 a.m., getting to Hollywood Studios at the stroke of 6 to snag Rise of the Resistance boarding groups. But it being New Year's, Magic Kingdom was hosting two sets of fireworks shows each night. And being that we were staying at the Contemporary, we could certainly hear all of it in forms of insistent booming. Towards the end of the show, the booming came to a lull, but then we we're like, okay, it's over. Time to sleep. Except we forgot about the grand finale and boom, the symphony of booms erupted above us and we couldn't help but bust up laughing about the entire situation. Oh yeah. And of course the electrical water pageant had to come by the lake later that night. I remember my sister and I giggling to ourselves under our blankets to the tune of the opening song of Little Mermaid. It was hilarious. But of course, we got up at 4 a.m. and successfully snagged boarding group passes to rise. This is Disney and we were too excited to sleep. I hope you enjoyed another episode of Just Some Magic. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for next episode where someone tackles every single ride at both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure in one day. So stay tuned for that episode. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. And again, if you have a story you'd like to share for the Just Some Magic podcast, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the Share Your Magic button.